It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Finance Daily, episode 431, Why I Finally Decided to Do a Spending Cleanse, by Chelsea Herman with kateflanders.com. And I am Dan, your host. Happy Monday to all of you out there in financial podcast land. I'm bringing you, of course, some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet this week. I'm here each Monday through Friday doing that. And today's post comes from Chelsea Herman. It's a guest post on Kate Flanders' site. But before we get into it, big thanks to Storyblocks for sponsoring today's episode. You can get high-quality stock images for a fraction of the cost with Storyblocks. Go to storyblocks.com finance to try it for free for seven days. That's S-T-O-R-Y-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash finance. And you can download anything from 400,000 images and unlock discounts on millions more. And now let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Why I Finally Decided to Do a Spending Cleanse by Chelsea Herman with kateflanders.com. It was the lady at the post office that did it. The packages from my online shopping sprees kept getting diverted to my nearest post office and I kept having to trudge there, not excited about the package awaiting me, but dreading seeing the post office clerk. Idle online shopping had become such a habit that I sometimes lost track of what deliveries I was expecting. During my last pickup in May, I had three packages to pick up at once. The clerk fetched them, then said casually, lots of new clothes, hey? Ugh. I left feeling disgusted with myself. I'm sure she meant no judgment. She was probably just making casual conversation. Much of the judgment I perceived was my own projected onto her. But on the bright side, someone who shops that much must have an expansive and enviable wardrobe, right? Wrong. No one who sees me regularly would say that I have a particularly noteworthy wardrobe. I wear the same favorite items over and over and over. I have stacks and rows of clothes I never wear or wear a couple of times before I shrink them, stain them, or grow tired of them. Or, being poor quality fast fashion, they look terrible after a couple of washes. Clothes weren't my only problem. I bought books like crazy, faster than I can read them, until I was out of bookshelf room. I'd best be getting myself to Ikea to buy some more shelves, I thought. I have a solid collection of books I've been meaning to read, but haven't. I had known for some time that I needed to change, but it was that casual comment from the post office clerk that finally made me do something. And that's how my spending cleanse began. The rules for my spending cleanse. It was decided. Starting June 1st, I wouldn't shop for six months. It started as three, but I quickly realized that to break my bad habits and recalibrate my relationship with stuff, I needed to make it longer and at least a little uncomfortable. I've long been a reader of this blog, so I knew where to look for tips and tricks. Kate's shopping ban resources helped me to plan my cleanse. I decided on the following rules. Obviously, I could buy food. I could also replace any health and beauty products that run out, provided they're ones I use daily. Mascara, under-eye concealer, shampoo, moisturizer, no new nail polish or lipstick or elixirs or balms or anything that isn't already part of my routine. Per Kate's practice, I also created a list of allowable items that I knew I would end up needing sooner than later, including a vacuum cleaner, a new sleeping bag, mine had a broken zipper, and a new blazer for my rare but important in-person meetings. The rule for these items was this. I had to do some research and buy quality. Nothing designed to be disposable. Think fast fashion or Canadian tire throwaway camping gear. If you had told me five years ago that I would buy a $400 vacuum cleaner, I would have called you crazy, but I did, and I love it. I've bought and discarded three $100 vacuum cleaners, and they suck, or don't suck, actually. The tricks and techniques that have helped me. One, I told everyone what I was doing. 
I wanted my people to keep me accountable and to risk embarrassment if I slipped up, or even worse, abandoned the cleanse altogether. Two, I unsubscribed and unfollowed. As I mentioned, my problem wasn't too many trips to the mall. It was idle online shopping, often while I was at home on a rainy night watching Netflix. I would catch wind of a sale at one of my favorite retailers on Facebook, Instagram, or in my email inbox, and before I knew it, I would have $250 worth of merchandise on its way to me. But it was $350 full price, I would tell myself. So a big and important trick was to unfollow all retailers on social media and to unsubscribe from their emails. I didn't need to know about all the beautiful things they have in stock or about the opportunities to get my hands on them for less. Goodbye, digital consumerist clutter. Three, I blocked my favorite retailers' websites. For the companies that most tempt me to part with my hard-earned money, Madewell, Aritzia, J.Crew, and Everlane, I went a step further and blocked their websites on my browser with a Chrome extension called Stay Focused. That's S-T-A-Y-F-O-C-U-S-D. This extension also limits my time on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to a cumulative 30 minutes per day. Great for a writer who's prone to procrastination. Four, I stopped carrying my credit card in my wallet. I still needed it for bigger travel expenses, but on a day-to-day basis, it stayed at home and I have used my debit card, aka money I actually have. Five, I gave more than half of my clothes away. I can thank Kate for this somewhat counterintuitive tip. It's a lot easier to feel like you have nothing good to wear when your favorites are hidden amongst a bunch of items you hate or that don't fit or you never wear. Get rid of them, or at least store them somewhere you don't see them every day. My closet is mostly empty now, but I love and regularly wear everything in it. The results so far. Now more than halfway into my cleanse, Most of the results are spiritual, mental, or emotional rather than financial. I'm a freelance writer and consultant, so my income is inconsistent and I happily slow down in the summer. Plus, summer life is rather pricey. I've been on a number of trips, including to the budget nightmare that is New York City, so my bank balance certainly hasn't climbed to where I would like. This is making me wonder if I should extend my ban through the winter, since those are the months when I'm most tempted to shop. The main benefits I'm noticing are internal. Shopping hasn't been something I've missed. In fact, not doing it has oddly felt like a relief. I don't miss that walk of shame to the post office or the feeling of buyer's remorse I used to experience sometimes just moments after hitting the complete purchase button, knowing I'd broken yet another promise to myself. For the last four months, I've kept this promise to myself on a daily basis, and it has felt really good. I'll be back to write more about this experience in December, when I either finish my cleanse or decide to extend it another three months. The way I'm feeling right now, I think the latter is likely. You just listened to the post titled Why I Finally Decided to Do a Spending Cleanse by Chelsea Herman with kateflanders.com. And big thanks once again to Storyblocks for sponsoring today's episode. Come by storyblocks.com slash finance to try out all the stock your heart desires from their member library, including 400,000 stunning photos, vectors, textures, and icons. Storyblocks is the first and only stock media company offering unlimited downloads of member library content for a modest annual fee. It's the one-stop shop for all your stock media needs at an extremely high value. All content is royalty-free, so you can use it for commercial and personal projects. And Storyblocks also offers its members a value-added service, the Marketplace, which gives access to millions of digital assets that are continually contributed by artists from around the world. Go to storyblocks.com finance to try it for free for seven days. 
That's S-T-O-R-Y-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash finance to download anything from 400,000 images and unlock discounts on millions more. And that's a wrap for another Monday show. I will be back with you tomorrow with a post from Money Mini Blog. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.